Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi everyone, Travin here. Before we get into the episode today, an apology from me. We experienced some technical difficulties on my side of the recording for this episode. Unfortunately, it's not the crystal clear audio that we normally have for our podcast. So please bear with us for this episode. It will all be back to normal in the next episode. It was just something that I did when I was recording remotely and I accidentally used the wrong channel for for recording this episode. So my sincere apologies to all of you and I hope you still enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Cocktail Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We've got Taran here with us. Hey, everyone. We're back to recording remotely, but hopefully the episode stays on track this time. Did it not stay on track last time? Well, I hope it doesn't get derailed. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. Yeah. If you haven't noticed already from my really bad puns just then, we're going to be talking about the latest release, Bullet Train. As usual, we'll do non-spoilers first, and then we'll jump into spoilers, and we'll do some background as well. So uh, we just watched the movie. We watched it last night. Didn't go in, go in with too many expectations, but let's see what we thought of it uh, in a second. So it's directed by David Leach, who is known for directing, I think, Deadpool 2. Uh, but his other directorial ventures include Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw and Atomic Blonde as well. So he was involved with the first John Wick, uh, but he's uncredited as a director for that, but he was involved in terms of the, the stunts. So his background is actually is a, a stuntman and an action director, uh, but and then he's obviously transitioned into directing movies. He was also a producer on last year's Nobody. Well, uh, this particular movie, it's based on a Japanese novel titled Maria Beetle, uh, 
uh, and it was published in English as Bullet Train. So it is an adaptation of that novel written by Kotaro Isaka, and it's starring Brad Pitt. So he's he's front and center in terms of the promotional material. But it's got an ensemble cast. So apart from him, it's got Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ryan Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji. And whenever there's a movie that's based in Japan these days, it seems to feature this gentleman, Hiroyuki Sanada. Um, so he's he's in this again. Name the last movie that we reviewed that had him in it. Mortal Kombat? Yeah. I actually forgot that he was in that movie because I was looking yeah. through his filmography earlier. I'm like, we seem to have reviewed a lot of movies with this guy. Let me just look through his filmography. And basically the last four or five English movies he's done, we've reviewed and they're all... So he was in Endgame for a little bit in the start. Yep. Um, he gets slaughtered by, by Hawkeye, uh, by Ronan at that stage. And then, um, yeah, he was in multiple other movies. He was in um, that Zack Snyder zombie movie that we saw last year on Netflix. Zack Snyder's The Justice League. That, is that a zombie movie? Yes, now it is. It did come back from the dead because that movie was dead for a long time. And then yes. I guess yeah, you could call why. it a zombie. But yeah, he's he's in a lot of movies that uh, feature in that are set in Japan, and this movie is set between Tokyo and Kyoto on a bullet train. Coincidentally, that's why it's called Bullet Train. Other things about this movie: so it runs for a little over two hours, and budget-wise, what do you think this cost? Ah, uh, good, good question. The the actors is probably the, and it's got some good graphics as well. So I'd say. Probably the hundred million range. Yeah, you're not far off. It's just a little bit under the hundred million, so eighty-five to ninety million. And box office-wise, so I think on the first two days it made about twelve point six million, and it's expected to make about thirty million for the opening weekend in in the United States. So this is excluding the the rest of the world. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Other background, I mean, I've already gone through. David Leach's background, but he was also a stunt double for Brad Pitt five times. So they've worked together quite a bit in terms of stunts before. So that's why he featured in this movie. And I also forgot that Brad Pitt had a cameo in Deadpool 2. Completely forgot that. He dies, right? Yeah. It's one of the funnier cameos. Um, do you remember his cameo? Not really. Like they have, they have a bunch of people they recruit for their X-Force team. And then for one of the guys they recruit, there's no one in the room. And then he's like, oh, where's the guy? It's like, oh, it's invisible, man. And then you just think that there's actually not anyone there. But at the end, you see the guy jump off the plane and then he goes into a bunch of electric wires and he gets electrocuted. And as he gets electrocuted, for one second, it flashes as Brad Pitt. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's other cameos in this movie as well, which we'll talk about in spoilers. But yeah, there seems to be like this group of actors that seem to like working together and they're just cameoing each other's movies. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, in spoilers. But let's jump into our thoughts on the movie, spoiler free. So what is the story for this one? It's pretty much what it is in the trailer. There's a bunch of guys on a bullet train. They all try to do different things. And yeah, things happen. They're all in pursuit of a a suitcase essentially kind of uh, not all yeah. of them are but yeah the suitcase is part yeah. of it it revolves around the suitcase but then there's yeah there's a bunch of other things that happen there's like a there's like a snake on this train as well like this venomous snake snakes on the features. train 
Yeah, it's snakes on a train as well. Well, snake on a train. Yeah. So we could we could also talk about how this movie ranks in terms of other movies that that are sort of centered around train. well around a train or some sort of transport vehicle. So like the first one that came to mind was actually Speed, which is on a bus. And then yep. there's like Speed Two, which speed is on like two, a ship, which is on a ship. Yep. And yeah. Then speed Three, which is on a go kart. Is there a Speed Three? No, nah, there isn't. Speed Two is too <laughs> shit. <laughs> speed Two was terrible. Uh, but there's other movies like yeah, Snakes on a Plane is one. Nonstop. Nonstop is is one. Nonstop is also on a plane. Uh, there's that, that one other with one with Denzel Liam Neeson. Washington. Uh, where he's drunk. Liam Neeson or Denzel Washington? I said Denzel, Denzel Washington. Washington. He's, he's drunk. There's one with Denzel Washington and uh, Chris Pine. Okay. There's one where Denzel Washington's a pilot and he's like an alcoholic and then he crashes a plane or something. But yeah, there's the other one with Liam Neeson, how he's on a train as well, I think. The commuter. Where he's also on a train. It's like nonstop, but on a train, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so there's plenty of these movies. Um, this is a little bit different because it is centered around the ensemble cast. I think Brad Pitt, it's, they're kind of marketing like Brad Pitt. He is the main character, but he's like, he's equally in it as much as the other people in this movie. So I think he's. Did you find it weird that Joey King was the second? Second billing? Yeah, build. I did. Yeah. I did find it. So it's Brad Pitt. So I'll read the, I'll read this cast in, in order of billing. So it's Brad Pitt, Joey King. Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji, and then Hiroki Sonata. I thought it would be Aaron Taylor-Johnson after Brad Pitt. Yeah, or, oh, yeah, or Brian Tyree Henry. I guess, Joe, what else is Joe King in apart from Netflix movies? The Kissing Booth 1, The Kissing Booth 2, The Kissing Booth 3. She's in three of them. How many Kissing Booth movies is um, Aaron Taylor-Johnson in? Well, none. So yeah. obviously he's, Does that answer yeah. your question? <laughs> <laughs> but Brad Pitt is also not in any Kissing Booth movies. So. Yeah, but he said Mr. or Mrs. Smith. <laughs> yes, that, that, that elevates him higher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to cater to a different audience. Yes, yes. Well, they're kind of covering all bases, I guess, because Brad Pitt's, you know. For he, old he, people he, like yourself. Older. Well, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, when, say, when, don't say I guess, yeah. Just <laughs> own it. All right, okay. So Brad Pitt's for people like me, and then Joe yeah. King's for people like you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> because I'm in, I'm in the ripe age of 16. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then everyone in between is Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Tyree yeah. Henry, etc. Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry's for, um, yeah. Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry for everyone in America, and then... Or the other Asian cast for everyone in Asia. Yeah, and then they the rest of the continents don't don't matter. Actually, there's there is a Mexican character in this, so I guess they're there covering yeah. South American. Yeah, I think he's from yeah. Brazil. It's not a but the actor or the character the actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a spoiler. Yeah. Bad bad babies in this. Is that is so, that his name? No, so, bad buddy, bad buddy, bad baby, someone else. <laughs> so okay, when we were talking about this yesterday after we watched the movie. So I don't know who this guy is. So is he is he a gamer? No, he's a singer. He's a rapper. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know who he is, but yeah, like when I saw him in the movie, I'm like, okay, that 
It's just some guy, but obviously he's a known. He's a top five Spotify streamer, like top five artist on Spotify. Well, obviously I don't listen to the top five artists on Spotify. The only thing I listen to on Spotify these days is um, there's this playlist called this Sleepy podcast. Piano. This pod- yeah, actually, I well, I actually don't even listen to this podcast on, on Spotify, but um, there's a playlist called Sleepy Piano, um, and it helps me get to sleep. Yeah, Bad Buddy so did that. To. Oh, yeah, he he's also plays the piano. So he's, yeah. He's a rapper and a classical piano player. All right. <laughs> well, let's jump into our thoughts on the movie, positives and negatives-wise. So we can do positives first. So do you want to start with your positives? I think it was a pretty entertaining movie. I don't think it broke any ground or anything new. kind of reminded me of another other movies, but in a good way, I guess. So like Everything they did was good. It was funny at times. All the characters are having fun while they're – looks like they're having fun while they're shooting the movie and also – having fun in the movie, so I thought it was a good time. I also had a really good time with this movie, so it's um, it's on a bullet train, so you can expect it to be fast-paced, <laughs> and it was. Um, a lot happens, the, possibly yeah. too much, but yeah. Yeah, for some people it might be a bit too convoluted. Um, I kind of just went with it, so there's definitely some characters. So each character has this backstory kind of when they get introduced, so it definitely reminded me of, of like Guy Ritchie style of um, of storytelling in terms of uh, introduction of characters and just some of the action as well. It was, it was very stylized, so it was a little bit like a Guy Ritchie movie. Very colorful as well. So Japan is a colorful place, and I think they embrace that in terms of the color palette for this movie. It is R-rated, so if you're in the mood for sort of a violent but funny movie, uh, this might be for you. And the cast was really good. So I would say the standouts were actually uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry, two people that have three three names. Uh, I think they were both standouts, but everyone else was pretty good too. Well, yeah. What have we seen with Brian Tyree Henry recently? Oh, Eternals. Eternals. That's right. Yeah. And he was in uh, Godzilla versus Kong as well. Oh, yeah. And Aaron Taylor-Johnson's yeah. in Godzilla. Yes. There's something yes. in that. Yeah, I mean, that should have. I've got some trivia that's kind of like this, but this wasn't one of them. We should add this. Aaron Taylor Johnson's in Avengers Age of Ultron. Brian Tyree Henry's in um, Eternals. Eternals, yeah. Yeah. Anything else they cross over? Both of them, too. Yeah. Um, Do they have any crossover with Joey King? No, just Joey King's only in the kissing booth in this. And none yeah. of these actors are good enough to be in the kissing booth. So, um, Andrew um, Koji, we didn't talk about Andrew him. Andrew Koji but, was um, done a bit dirty in this, honestly. He doesn't get to do that much. He's better in this than he was in Snake Eyes, though. Yeah, but he gets dirty in every movie he's do- he, he yeah. does. Uh, like, he doesn't do any action in this. Not really, yeah. No, yeah. but he's a martial artist. Yeah, and I guess this is not really a martial arts movie. Like, there's fighting, but it's not like martial arts fighting mm. as such. Um, yeah, I guess he's in it but, more to act at a boat, which he does. Yes, but which he does a good job. But, yeah, yeah if you're I, wanting some Andrew Koji action, you don't really get it. Yes, yes. I think he his story has the most emotion and probably the most relatability of 
any of the characters. So I, I did like his backstory as such. But yeah, like I think in terms of the most entertaining characters, it was probably uh, the two. They're actually meant to be twins in the movie or they're referred to as twins. I would say them two had the best in terms of comedy and um, just uh, fun in the movie. Uh, but everyone was pretty good. Everyone has their moments. Brad Pitt looks like he's having fun. He this does, yeah. It's probably the most fun I've seen him have since um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you just go back to that movie. Yeah, and obviously he looks pretty good for his age. Not like Tom, not like Tom Cruise good. I think Tom I Cruise looks better like, than Tom Cruise. You reckon he looks better than Tom Cruise? Yeah. So another another piece of trivia. He, do, he apparently did 95% of his stunts in this movie. Oh, really? So oh. He's, maybe he's trying to become like Tom Cruise. But yeah, he looks good. He looks good for his age. Negatives. I do have a couple of negatives. So firstly, I think, like I said earlier, the all the characters and all their backstories, it might not resonate with everyone. So it might not be, might be just a little bit too convoluted for, for some people. It might be a little bit confusing for some people, especially when all the stories kind of intersect. I've heard people say it's a bit confusing. I personally didn't, I just went with it. I didn't really, there, there's definitely some parts that you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. But if you do, you'll have a good time. If you can't get past that, maybe you'll be like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. The third act does go off the rails, both literally and figuratively. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a spoiler. You've ruled the movie for everyone listening to this now. So we're <laughs> going to stop the recording and we're going to restart and go exactly the same word for word up till now. And then we're yeah. gonna, you're going to cut that part out. But we can't cut it out in post. I want to record the whole thing again. <laughs> okay. It just ruined the mood. Um, yeah. I don't think yeah. it's too much of a spoiler because it kind of is in the trailers. But yeah, so like that, when it does go off the rails, it might be too much of a leap for some viewers. Again, it, was, it, it does become almost cartoony, but I was just having fun with it. So I was like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it's not a movie that you need to take too seriously. And the other thing is, I think there is a lot of CGI in this movie, so I'm not even 100% sure if they, if how much of this they actually shot in Japan, because it does look very like stylized and colorful, almost unnaturally colorful. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't actually shoot this in Japan or on actual bullet train. I think it might. I don't think they had to shoot it in Japan. They probably just shot it in a studio. Probably, yeah. But that's why it looks like when you do see some shots of the train from the outside, it doesn't look real. It doesn't look like, because I've, I've seen real bullet trains and the way it moves and stuff in some scenes, it looks a bit unnatural. Um, so that's the only thing. Like sometimes it took me away from it because it's like, well, this is probably all just CGI, not really. Hmm. Not really but trained. people do shit in this movie that like normal people would not be able to do. So did that take you out of the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you're a hypocrite. Uh, what you're telling yeah. me. No, I just don't think it looked good uh, when it when they had the CGI. Like I think it because the rest of the movie does look pretty good, but there's some parts where it, you know it just takes you out a little bit because they spent so much money. Obviously, like ninety million dollars, they could have made it look a bit more authentic. But yeah, that's just a small thing. Fair enough. It sounds like you don't like this movie, so it's uh, <laughs> it's a cognitive regression for me. Yeah, you don't just like that, this movie, so just that one part. I'd probably give it a cognitive uh, recalibration. Uh, I had a good time. I think probably the best time I've had in the cinema. Since Mr. or Mrs. Smith. 
I didn't actually watch that in the cinema, which is one of the biggest regrets That's of shame. my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's it's Mr. Mrs. Smith, just like Brad Pitt. It's the most fun. Actually, I just thought of something else. This might be in your trivia. Mr. and Mrs. Smith stars Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Angelina Jolie and Brian Tyree Henry star in Eternals. It's another one. Yes, is this, well, is this all in your trivia? Yeah. Am I just stealing your trivia at the moment? No, this that one wasn't. Again, that's another one we can add to the trivia, but I've got other ones like that, just like that in the trivia. All right. Shall we jump into spoilers? I'm guessing you're yes. giving it a recalibration. Yeah, because I liked it. I'd like you, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yep. The first, uh, what I was- the first hour is a bit convoluted, though. I, I think people will get turned off in the first hour. It's too much, too much flashing back, I reckon. But after the first hour, it was okay, yeah. After, yeah, after they do all the introductions, yeah, it, it does definitely pick up in terms of the pace. But, yeah, there is a section in the first half where, yeah, there is a bit of, there's a lot of uh, introductions and exposition, I guess. I think they could have done it better. It's like a, what you see Guy Ritchie movies, but not done as well. But still good. How does it compare to his other movies, Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's probably better than Hobbs and Shaw. It's probably better than Hobbs and Shaw. Maybe as good as Deadpool 2. I haven't seen Atomic Blonde, so I can't really comment on that. But yeah, it's probably about as good as Deadpool 2. 
Let's jump into spoilers then. So um, if you haven't seen Bullet Train and you care about spoilers, go watch the movie. We we had a lot of fun with it, so we do recommend it. And then come back to this point in the episode and listen to our spoilers. So, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot in terms of spoilers, but we can talk about, I guess, each of the characters and their motivations. So Brad Pitt is Ladybug in the movie, and then uh, that's his, like, code name. But he is just filling in for another agent. And the cameo for that agent was Ryan Reynolds. So he literally, like, no, he doesn't say anything, right? He just appears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, takes the helmet off. Yeah. Do you think he was actually there? In Japan. Or, like, do you think he actually shot that? Or do you think they just, like, imposed his face? They could have just imposed his face. They 100% have a Ryan Reynolds facial capture thing, like, where they could just put his face on anything. And then the other, I wouldn't say it's a cameo. Because she is technically in the whole movie, but Sandra Bullock, so her voice is throughout the whole movie, and then she does appear at the very end. But piece of trivia again. Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds were in the proposal. Was that your trivia? It wasn't, actually, but that's also true. Um, And then Sandra Bullock was in Ocean's 8, and Brad Pitt was in Ocean's 11. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, so Channing Tatum's the other cameo in this movie. He has a couple of funny lines. So they were shooting The Lost City together, I guess, and then Brad Pitt cameos of The Lost City, and they, yeah, redid the favour back to him and cameoed in his movie. Yeah. Well, interesting thing is this was actually shot before Lost City, so they were shooting this movie, and then they asked Brad Pitt to cameo in Lost City. So he returned the favour then? He returned the favour, yeah, yeah. Is there any other movies that they cross over in? What's Channing Tatum cross over with, with Brad Pitt? In? Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt? Yeah. I don't think there's any crossover there other than The Lost City. Yeah. There probably is something. Channing Tatum does a lot of cameos. Yep. So he's, he's probably in something. That, wasn't he in like um, Kingsman as well as a cameo? The yeah, second he is. Kingsman? Yeah, he's in yeah. the second one. Yeah, Not really a cameo. Yeah. He's, oh, I guess it's a cameo. Uh, any other cameos we missed? So it's not a, again, it's probably not a cameo because it's like the main character in the one of the main characters in the movie. But um, uh, Michael Shannon, Michael Shannon, yep, he's the villain, and he turns up towards the end. So is is Bad? What, what's his name? Bad Buddy. Bad Bunny is it? It's Bad Buddy, yeah. Yeah, is his real name Benito Martinez Acasio? He does get introduced in the first like. 20 minutes of the movie, he has a pretty, probably the longest, one of the longest backstories. Like the backstories don't go for that long. They go for maybe a couple of minutes to five minutes long. Uh, he has a pretty extensive backstory and then he dies after that, like literally after that. <laughs> so he's, he's in it just for the backstory. But uh, my theory, and I only came up with this theory after you told me this, that he's doing another movie for Sony, right? Yes. Uh, and it's a Spider-Man villain or something. What's the what's the name of the El Buerto? Does anyone know about this villain? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Sony's probably just like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. And then um, obviously this is also a Sony movie, so maybe they just like do this movie. For this us. was his audition tape. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. to be honest, I mean, it doesn't have to act that much, but it was okay. There's other cameos though. You're forgetting a couple. So there's I forget her name. No, I do. It's uh, Zazie Beats. Is it this? So, so she was technically also there the whole time, but um, she is one of the other people on this train trying to get the suitcase as well. 
I don't know her name, but Kimiko and the boys is in this as, I guess, a red herring because so she does nothing. Who was that? She's the she's the Asian, like, stewardess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's also in Suicide Squad as the yes. chick who has the swords that traps the soul. But she isn't really in this. She, I think she's a red herring. You see her a couple times and you, like, expect her to be something, but she's nothing. I didn't realize this until the uh, until the credits were, but do you realize who the son is? Yes, I've actually got some trivia on that as well. So he's uh, Percy Jackson. Logan, yes. So this is funny. Brian Tyree Henry's character, who's Lemon in the movie, he has this whole like, he's really obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine and he like associates all the people he meets with characters from Thomas the Tank Engine. And Logan Lerman's character, who dies five minutes after you get introduced to him, he calls him Percy. And then guess what the trivia is? Yeah, he's Percy Jackson. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, Fair yeah. enough. Anything else in terms of spoilers wise? I don't think that's that much. I think that's it. Well, we can talk about uh, some other trivia. So, apparently, Lady Gaga was meant to be in this movie in Sandra Bullock's role. And then Sandra Bullock replaced her. As I said, Brad Pitt did 95% of his own stunts, according to the, the stunt coordinator. David Leach and Brad Pitt had a long working relationship before Bullet Train. So, Leach worked as it's stunt double in Fight Club, Ocean's Eleven, Troy, and your favorite movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I knew it. I knew it would come <laughs> back. Yeah. It's his best movie, including this. Still his best movie. Joey King plays a martial artist and assassin named Prince in this movie. This year, she also played martial artist Princess in the movie The Princess. That's another movie she's in. You missed that one. That's actually Kissing Booth 4. They're just marketing it differently. <laughs> Did you know the fruit truck that Lemon drives at the end of the movie is the same truck that almost hits Ladybug at the start of the movie? No, I didn't know that. So oh, another thing, so this train, I was trying to figure out the logistics of this because it feels like this train takes the whole night. So Brad Pitt gets on this train seemingly in the night sometime in Tokyo and, it, and it's, a to- it's a train to Kyoto. So I've actually taken this train. I've taken the train from Tokyo to Kyoto before. And when it's non-stop, I think it stops in like some main stations. It only takes about two and a half hours because it is a bullet train. It, bullet trains go at like 300 kilometers per hour. So I was just wondering why it takes the whole night. I don't, does it take the whole night? I don't think it does. Or maybe it's like a, like a late, like a 2 a.m. train or something. And then it, yeah. Cause they, when, the reason I say is when they get to Kyoto, it's like sunrise. So maybe it's just like a really late night train. Does the movie just happen in real time? Potentially. Well, the movie's yeah, two hours, a bit over two hours long. So potentially, because it starts when Brad Pitt gets on the train and it ends when the train gets to Kyoto. So potentially. I think it's a little bit faster than it would be in real life. Interesting. We should put that in the trivia. It almost takes as long as yeah. a, a real... Let's not verify it or anything, though. Let's just, just put uh, it in. Yeah. Let's just chuck it in there. Yeah. Both this film and Mortal Kombat 2021, Hiroki Sonata plays a character who teams up with his descendant to confront the man who killed his wife. Fair enough. See, my trivia was better than this, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> and uh, last one, Sandra Bullock plays the character called Maria Beadle. And that's the name of the original title of the novel, which this is an adaptation of. Okay, that one's valid. 
Well, that's all I had in terms of trivia. I mean, we could come up with more if you want, like Brad Pitt's in Fight Club, which also stars Edward Norton. Who was- Who's in the MCU, who star- which stars Brian Tari Henry. Yeah. yeah. I reckon you could link every single actor back to the MCU. Somehow? Through a movie that they're in. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So what about, like, um, who else is in this movie? Like, Joey King. <laughs> How does she link back to MCU? <laughs> Joey King is in... She's in the Codring movies. She's in one of the Codring movies. Yes. Which has... Vera Farmiga. Which has Vera Farmiga. It has Patrick Wilson, who's in Aquaman Aquaman 1, which stars Digimon Honsu, who's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, Got it. I think that's a bit... It's too easy to link back to Digimon Honsu, because he's in every... I did it. <laughs> no, I, I did it. The other one we could do is um, she's in Conjuring, which stars Vera Farmiga, who is... Haley Steinfeld's mom in Hawkeye. Oh yeah, Vera Farmiga is in the MCU. Okay, yeah. you did that. You did it quicker. You went yeah. that round. It was, it was just one connection. You went like three connections. And I went yeah, I went too many connections, Dave. And Jamal is like do... a cheat connection. You can't use him because he connects to everything. No, no, no. Everything's valid. Everything's valid. <laughs> I reckon I could do every actor in five connections to the MCU. Okay, like it will take me at most five connections. Yeah. Well, the other connection for Joe King would be she's in this movie and, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson's in this movie or Brian Tarrant in this movie. So. See, that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> that's cheating if you do that. Yeah. It had to be pre this movie. Okay, pre-date before this movie. this movie. Yeah, what about Andrew Koji yeah. before this movie? Andrew Koji. He's in Snake Eyes. Yeah. Stars Henry Golding. And... He's in Henry Crazy Golding Rich Asians. He's in Crazy Rich Asians, which stars Aquafina, and Aquafina's in Shang-Chi. Yes. Got it. Yeah, yes. got it. Yeah. Is he something with um, Wong, Bendig Wong? Who? Andrew Koji? Yeah. I don't think so. I've okay. only seen Andrew Koji in two other things, a TV show and... Okay. And they don't connect Snake back to Snake Eyes. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we should, maybe we should do an episode where we just come up with a random list of actors and we just have to connect them as quickly as possible to the MCU. Yeah, I think it's the amount of connections. If you could do it in five, well, they say that you can connect yourself to, like, your personal self to someone. Yeah, like the president. Like the president yeah. in five connections, don't they? So Yeah. I got, it's like, almost too easy. Yes, yes. And considering the number of people that are in MCU movies, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, how about, how, how do we connect to someone in the MCU? <laughs> We connect to the MCU. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, it would have to be something like I don't know if we've met someone famous and then they've met someone famous. Yeah, essentially, we probably have uh, some I, I, connection to someone famous. Like, oh, actually, no, we do because my wife went to school with Elizabeth Debicki, who's in the MCU. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Two connections. That's it. Done. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anything else on this movie? I enjoyed it. It was good. I, I don't think. Everyone needs to rush out and go watch it, but I think it's a probably a good streaming movie, actually. This is a movie that this is the level that movies on streaming should be. Like it's a good time. Like if you watch this on streaming, you wouldn't like you could actually just concentrate on it. Like you, it's not a movie where you'd go do some other stuff. Like you could actually sit down and just watch it and have a good time. There's no like boring parts to it as as such either. Like it's no. kind of pretty fast paced and keeps keeps up the tempo throughout the whole thing. I had some other train puns, but 
it kind of didn't fit in. Like the other one I was going to say is um, the plans go down the train. Like plans go down. Is the, that a saying? Like plans go down the drain, but plans go down the train. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or like if you if That's you have two connections deep, <laughs> or if you like if if we forgot something, we could, I could have gone. Did you lose your train of thought? That one's one connection deep, easy. Yeah. yeah. And then the other you one got was level two puns, and then level one puns, <laughs> which is good. The you other have one level is three. Level three. Level three. Let me think about it. Well, you could say. Brad Pitt made sure that he covered his tracks. It's like, you know, like the train. It's a level one. Oh, it's, level- it's not even a level two. <laughs> it's, yeah. Okay. Well, what's a level three then? Like it's. Level three, you got to go deeper. You got to go like two levels deep. Do you know what name of a train? Name of a train? Uh, yeah. What's that one that goes from Adelaide to Darwin or whatever? The Garn? The Garn. Yeah. Yeah. So some, something on that then. But yeah. that. If you go something with that, then that would be a level three. Okay. But yeah, think about it and get back to me next time. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it in the next episode. I'll think about it all yeah. week. Yeah. So overall, like the movie didn't get derailed. It was um, stayed on track and the journey was smooth. Cool. No comment from my end. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to take this opportunity to talk about Downton Abbey, A New Era, which I watched. So this is a... Um, Avengers Endgame like event for fans of Downton Abbey, apparently. So I watched this. Like, imagine you hadn't watched any of the MCU movies and you went and watched Avengers Endgame. That was me watching this movie because I hadn't watched any Downton Abbey. Like, I've seen bits and pieces here and there, but I've never actually watched the full episode and I haven't seen the previous movie. So I was trying to figure out who, how, like, how people are related to each other. <laughs> so the dad from Paddington is like one of the main characters. So he's Maggie Smith's son. And then he has two daughters. And the eldest daughter is going to take over the, the empire as such. Like stuff happens in the movie. It's actually not bad. Like for someone like me who doesn't know anything about Dancing Abbey, I still found it reasonably entertaining. I can see why people that like Dancing Abbey would have a good time with it. My wife actually didn't like it as much as the previous Dancing Abbey. She said her comment after watching the movie was, it feels like they forgot how to act. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Subtle roast. Not not very subtle, actually. Very, very big roast. <laughs> yeah. So, Downton Abbey fans, enjoy it. I think that will be the last movie, or potentially the last movie that they do. Isn't that like the measure of a successful TV show when they have like multiple seasons and two movies? Yeah, even one movie is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Not many TV shows get a movie. Yeah, they've done pretty well. Okay, so if people want to get in touch with us and tell us about their thoughts on bullet train, how do they go about it? So you can contact us at cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com or we're on all other platforms at cognitive recalibration. Yes, and if you want to support the podcast, you can do so via giving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify. Uh, that makes us more discoverable on search engines. And we're also now on TikTok. We were on TikTok. We just weren't posting anything on it, but I actually posted something on it today for the first time. So uh, we will be posting stuff more regularly on, on TikTok and also on Instagram. So be sure to follow us on both of those platforms. Next, we have a couple of episodes that we're going to do. So we're, we're going to watch Lightyear at some stage. It's on Disney+, Plus, so we're going to watch it and uh, we'll review that along with the other animated movie that came out recently, Minions Rise of Gru, which I have seen now. 
So you'll get my review for that in the next episode. Another movie that I think we should review is probably Prey, which you have seen. Uh, I'm planning to watch that at some stage, so we'll, we'll probably review that too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we've got all our Lord of the Rings stuff coming up later, so we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, stay tuned for our reviews of Prey right here and Liam. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Um, hope you had a good time with this episode. I'm trying to think of another train pun, but not really coming to uh, I guess this is not the use the ball up. It's not the right platform for for it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. We're still going there. We're on the wrong yep. platform. Yeah, but yep. yeah. Hope you hope you had a good time. Hope you're all staying safe, and we'll see you in the next episode. See ya. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.